Hello and welcome to another episode of Psychosis. I'm your host Mervyn. Today we're going to be talking about information processing. So processing information from the point of view of a person with psychosis. We're going to be talking about the difficulties involved in processing information. And this is part one of a two-part talk about information processing and today I'm going to be focusing on communication. So I'm glad that you've joined us because um, communication is a really important um, piece of social socializing and being social. Um, we are social beings and yet uh, if our ability to communicate with others is impaired due to a condition like psychosis it is extremely difficult to relate to others, to maintain relationships, to build relationships, as well as starting new relationships. So I'll talk a little bit about um, what information, what I mean by information processing, what I mean by the impact that, it, that, um, that information processing has on communication and what I mean when I talk about socializing and give you some pointers about how you can interact with a person with psychosis to improve communication with that individual. I should mention before I start that all of the um, opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and mine alone. Um, They're not necessarily the opinions of an informed expert, but rather um, just the compassionate voice of someone who knows what it's like to undergo psychosis and who wants to share um, ideas in a community-like format uh, using this medium. And I hope that it, it comes across that I'm a compassionate and supportive voice for those experiencing psychosis as well as those supporting um, such people. So with that in mind, please please do consult um, your medical team. Please do look at look to them for your first um, as your first line of defense. And if you're listening to this, I hope that you view it as um, a moment to feel supported and part of a community. And that is my intention behind recording this, not to provide any kind of medical or scientific advice, but just to share my own opinions based on my own experiences, and hopefully that will be of benefit to you. So, what do I mean by information processing? So, this is... So this is um, a fancy word for thinking, but it's thinking in the context of taking in new information as it's presented to the individual. So if, if, um, if you think about a person as a complex being who uh, has... A number of things going on in their mind at any time 
one of the things that they're doing, or that their brain or their mind is doing, is taking in all the information in the environment and processing it, um, filtering it for what's important, what needs attention, what needs to be um, understood, what can be ignored. Um, so that's what I mean by information processing in a really general sense. And I do believe that um, it is an area of study um, that, that some scientists look at to try and understand a little bit better how human beings um, think about the world and process the world. Um, but just thinking a little bit about how information is gathered, how it's uh, looked at by people in general, I think can be very helpful when we're talking about psychosis. Because from what I understand, people experiencing psychosis will have a very different, or it can be a very disrupted um style or method of information processing so for example you might think that certain things are irrelevant in your environment that you can just ignore um, but these might be things that a person with psychosis would pay particular attention to maybe so much attention to that they're missing out on other pieces of information and other cues so this is important, I think, because when it comes to something like communication, um, it can have an impact on the way the person hears and perceives speech. It can have an impact on the way that the person with psychosis relates to other people socially. So that's why I think it's important. Um, psychosis is a severe mental condition that has an impact on organization of thoughts, right? So it's at its core going to be disruptive to information processing. It doesn't necessarily mean, I don't think, that information will always be processed much slower than uh, for an other for an unaffected individual, but it will be processed in a very different way, and it's really it's really hard to try and articulate this. And again, I, I say I'm not an expert, um, but when you're in the midst of a psychosis of psych of an episode of psychosis, um, the the thoughts and the feelings and the actions of that person experiencing psychosis will be very much um, disorganized and disrupted. And so when I'm talking about information processing, we have to try and understand a little bit that for a person unaffected by psychosis, there's a fluidity, there's a flow, um, there's a normal back and uh, there's a regular back and forth that can happen 
between two people having a dialogue that I don't think is quite there for someone with psychosis. So I'll, t- I'll look at the extreme example. So someone who's extremely disorganized in the midst of a state of psychosis uh, will have a very hard time answering very simple questions. And this is because of information processing. So you could, so you could imagine a situation where a psychiatrist is asking the patient experiencing psychosis, how many kids do you have? And the person experiencing psychosis who's extremely disorganized in that moment, and this isn't everybody experiencing psychosis, I'm just characterizing one particular person, will have a hard time even understanding that question and will have a hard time responding to that question. So they might eventually come up with the answer, um, but it might be delayed significantly. Even repeated questioning on the same um, questions could result in this delay because there's a disconnect and there may be a feeling of wanting to process the question wanting to respond to the question but of being completely ill-equipped in that moment because of the disorganization that's happening there could be a lot of racing thoughts in the mind So a lot of thoughts competing for attention. A lot of things in the environment could be competing for the attention of the person experiencing psychosis. So, So these are some of the ways that I'm trying to characterize the challenges of thinking and information processing for somebody experiencing psychosis. So that sets the stage for what I want to talk about today which is communication. So communication is a real challenge in the context that I'm describing. It's really hard to relate to somebody who can't sustain or maintain an in-depth conversation or even a conversation at a superficial level. And I'm not trying to generalize all people with psychosis and say that everybody experiences this. But I'm trying to express that this is one of the more um, difficult features of psychosis. And it probably doesn't get as much attention as some of the other features of psychosis. Um, And it's probably what contributes in part to social withdrawal in my thinking. Um is this idea that even early on, maybe before the psychosis is even um, in, in full form and before it's even diagnosed, maybe early on, one of the things that's going on is an inability to um, sort of crunch the... No, to, to really grasp the full meaning of sentences that and phrases that people are saying and to do it quickly enough to be able to um, to make 
meaning of the intentions and the motivations of what the person's saying so that so that you can as the person with psychosis so that you can um develop on the ideas and build upon them and continue in the conversation in a meaningful way this would be very difficult and might explain why um, for some people experiencing psychosis social withdrawal is such an as such an evident piece of the puzzle um, if you can't relate to other people in a meaningful way through communication then how will you maintain your relationships how will you progress relationships develop new relationships and build on your closest relationships um, so to that end I want to put some of the burden uh, on the loved ones and caregivers um, and to do that, I want to say there are some things that you can do as loved ones and caregivers to improve communication with the person experiencing psychosis. And I'll remind you once again, these are just things in my, that I've either found in my own experience to be helpful or that I believe are helpful um, because I've thought thought it through, uh, but they are all just my opinion. So you take it or leave it. Um, but hopefully you'll find s something in here to be of benefit. And and uh, if so, please do go ahead and use it. And let me know if you find it helpful. And because I would love to hear from you. So the first thing that I want to suggest is slowing down communication. And one of the ways that you can do that is you can let the person experiencing psychosis control the pace of the conversation with their hand gestures. You can say to them explicitly, um, if you need me to slow down, you just gesture with your hand in a slowing motion and I can do that. And so if you have that agreement up front, then the person who's experiencing psychosis who might become overwhelmed from time to time with the phrases and the expressions and the pace of your speech and dialogue, they can use their hand gestures to help um, notify the speaker that they're going too fast and they need to slow down. This is something that will, that I've seen firsthand work and I think it's very healthy and helpful exercise. It does require face-to-face -face communication. So um, two people talking to each other face-to-face. Um, -face. The other thing that's a little more basic is just cutting out all distractions. So if you can find a quiet room to go into to have a conversation, that's that's ideal. So a party scenario where you're trying to converse with somebody and there's a lot of background noise and distractions, this is going to probably bring out um, some of the problems in information processing, some of the problems in communication for the person um, recovering from psychosis. That person uh, 
who attending a party or an event where there's a lot of background noise, there's a lot of other people milling around and a lot of other conversations. This can be extremely distracting for the individual. And there's something, you can research it if you're interested, called the cocktail effect, where if you, um, you could be in a conversation at a party and you can overhear your own name in a conversation all the way on the other side of the room. And that is to say that our attention is a very funny thing and it, and it focuses on things that are important to us, like the mention of our name. And it suggests that we take in a lot more than what we're consciously aware of in any given moment. And it also suggests that we're capable of becoming far more distracted by peripheral details that we think that we're ignoring. Um, the implication of this for somebody experiencing psychosis is that perhaps they're not as capable of filtering out information. So when they're in the party situation, there could be um, dozens of things going on in that room or in that situation that are distracting to the individual and that are preventing the individual from having a full and complete um, engagement in the conversation that they're trying to engage in. So it could really interfere with communication in that setting. So if you have something that's sensitive or important or um, complex to discuss with somebody experiencing psychosis, sort of removing all distractions and keeping it into keeping um, keeping all distractions to a minimum and having that face-to-face -face time where the where the person can hand gesture slowing down of the conversation if need be I think these are important tips here's here's another um, here's another one that I wanted to mention and I don't know how helpful it will be for everyone but here's something that I found very interesting and that is written communication um, so if one of the things that you can do to improve communication is to slow it down then think about the impact of having written communication it's a very slow form of communication and I'm not even necessarily talking about emails back and forth, but written communication. Picture two friends sitting side by side, and they're just writing each other notes, almost like you did in high school. Um, you, when the teacher was talking at the front of the class and you were passing notes back and forth. Imagine if you did that with somebody experiencing psychosis or recovering from psychosis and just sat there and took time to write the notes. It slows down processing. I've participated in this exercise in the past, and it's a really remarkable way to slow down the processing and to, and to really fundamentally alter the way that a person experiencing psychosis will react to some of the information being conveyed. Um, I don't really have the time to get into the exact example that I where I experienced this firsthand, but when I um, when I did participate in this um, 
sort of note note writing uh, exercise once with a friend, I found that my emotional reactivity was way lower. So it kept my emotions in check when I was reading the um, the handwritten notes from my friend. And it helped me to react in a much more rational and um, calm and pro-social manner, meaning my reactions were much more um, polite and affectionate and um, and warm than they were when we were just conversing verbally. And part of that had to do with the overwhelming... Um, effect of the uh, verbal face-to-face communications in that moment that were reduced when we were writing them out. So it's it stripped out some of the emotions, I think. And it stripped out some of the emotional reactivity that was there. So this is an exercise that you might find beneficial and you might try. Uh, and if it If you do, please, I'd love to hear how it works for you and what your thoughts are on that as well. Well, that's it for today's discussion on information processing and communication. I really hope that you got something out of today's discussion. And if you did, please send me a message and let me know what your thoughts are on today's discussion. Also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss an episode. And also, if you've got any ideas or any thoughts that you would like to discuss in relation to psychosis, I would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got something that you are interested in that you want to hear discussed in more detail. Please send me a note by viewing the uh, email address in the comments section of this podcast. Otherwise, that's it for me. I hope that you'll be well, and I wish you all the best.